It's once again time to get gutsy with Liz Hall and her expert guests on the Gutsy Babe podcast. Welcome to the Gutsy Babe podcast. I'm your host, Liz Hall. On today's episode, we'll be talking with author, lecturer, and intuitive life purpose coach, Adam Banning. He has authored two books on human potential and has lectured on them throughout the world. In his private practice, he combines advanced coaching techniques with ancient wisdom to help people identify their true life purpose and live the life of their dreams. Adam, thanks for joining us today. Oh, so good to be here, Liz, on the Gutsy Babe podcast. Let's get gutsy. (laughs) Yes, let's. All right, Adam, so how did he get involved with life purpose coaching? You know, it's really interesting. I've been quoting coaching for quite a, a while now, about 30 years now. And the reason why I got involved with life purpose coaching was when I was younger, I had the ability to tell things about people that I should never be able to know. My parents were in the rock and roll industry and um, they uh, owned a magazine by the name of Changes, which was competing with the Rolling Stone. So we had lots of parties at our big home in New York State. And at about, around the age of seven, I started to talk with adults and tell them how to solve their problems. And many of them had questions in their lives, like, am I doing the right thing? And I was able to give them insights and answers back when I was seven years old. They actually brought me to have me tested uh, for psychic abilities, and I heard I tested very high for them. So I've always been using my intuition, but one of the biggest things that people in the field of coaching hear from clients is, you know something, I don't think I'm in the right field. You know something, I need a change. You know something, I'm at that point of transition. What should I do with my life? What is my life purpose? So I started creating algorithms um, to be able to support my intuition in the matter and helping a lot of people out. So it was it was based on need. That's how I got involved. And I wanted to find ways to set people on the right trajectory towards their life and purpose and also allowing them to have a more blissful and meaningful life. That's beautiful. So clearly, clearly this was your purpose. <laughs> yes, I am driven in this direction. <laughs> so. Can you share an inspirational story about how your coaching helped transform the life of a client in your practice? Yeah, yeah. There, there are a number of them. My goodness, it's it's literally so rewarding because there are so many individuals uh, uh, that I've been able to assist and help with. One of them was a real estate professional. He was a vice president of one company, and it was commercial real estate. And he was having problems because the individuals he was working with, uh, the, the let's say the culture of the group that he was working with was just very, very stressful. And it was very cutthroat. And I, I had seen in my mind's eye another company out there that has a much better culture and one that would give him a million dollar signing bonus. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So what I did was is I went into state. I counseled him on it. I used some algorithms as it related to what he wants out of a job and what he wants out of a career that I've created, uh, helping people with their life mission. And uh, we got him in touch with that competitor of his. And I worked with him in negotiations because I also work in negotiation, telling people um, what the other party is going to say before they say it. So it's very helpful with negotiations. And we got him uh, very recently a million dollar signing bonus. So that was a game changer for him. and And I'm glad. That is inspiring. Yeah. Can I ask you what techniques on your algorithms that you use for this? You know, it's interesting. When you take a look at the techniques of the algorithms, there's five things I look at. The first thing I look at is what I call the divine toolkit. Why do I call it a divine toolkit and what is it? 
Well, there are certain things that every single individual does easily, even though they didn't get trained in it. It's like some people are just good at math. Some people are just like, you put them in the kitchen, and all of a sudden they show up like, you know, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Um, so these items within your divine toolkit, it is my belief that you were sent down here to utilize these items in your divine toolkit, these, these abilities to experience your life purpose. So when somebody says, hey, you know something, I'm good at drawing, but you know, I'm never going to use that. I believe that's garbage. It's going to be some part of it. All right. We want you to utilize all the things you came down here with. So that would be an area of what do you seem to do easily? And you can't explain why, because you never received training on it. Or you started that way and you did it easily, maybe got more training on it, but you started out with it being easily. That's the first category. Okay. I actually have a sheet for this. And if anybody wants a sheet sent to them so they can figure it out themselves, yes, then all please. you have to do is send um, an email to the Adam. That's the Adam Harman, H-A-R-M-A-N show. So it's the Adam Harman show at gmail.com. And just say, send me the life mission sheet. And I will get that out to you at no charge. So you have that. So the first section there is that divine tool, divine toolkit. Things you do really well, but you don't know why. The next one is, is what kind of help do people or other people right now, what kind of help do they commonly ask you for? You know, it's really funny when you're, especially you're dealing with people who've known you for a while, they see things about you that you don't see about yourself. So when they ask you to do things, it's because they've received certain cues, whether it be instinctual or whether it be based on data points and information that, uh, or, or things that they've observed about you. Um, this is really, really important as well. So write down a list of those. What kind of th things do people ask you for help with? The third area is what kind of jobs have you had in the past for more than six months in your adult life? And what parts of them do you like doing? It's interesting. I, I had one of my clients who was an accountant. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, you know something? I wasted 20 years being an accountant. I want to be a food influencer and be a chef. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and it turns out that every single thing you do for more than six months is a choice. I believe on a subconscious and soul level to be able to learn more so you can fulfill your life purpose. That that gentleman ended up being a food influencer, but he talks all about the economics of food and how to be able to make the budget stretch and how to be wiser with the budget. So he took all of his accounting and he put it into this as well. We are a compilation of all of our experiences. So asking what kind of jobs have you had in the past before and what parts of them do you like, especially over six months within your adult life, that's right. a big indicator as well. The number four thing is name three things you're most proud of doing in your life and why you're proud of them. You know, that feeling, you ever get that feeling where you're just on purpose, you know what I mean? It feels like the wind's beneath your wings. You've gotten that feeling before, right? <laughs> yes. It's a marvelous feeling. And basically speaking, those are many of the things you're also proud of because it matches your needs and shows you that you can do certain things that maybe you hadn't done before. Okay. So really listing those three things you're proud of, that's also indicators of what your life purpose and life mission is. And then lastly, what things make you happy? What excites you? From day to day, everybody stands there and go, I've got this goal. I've got that goal. Okay. And they are looking into the future at this goal, but there is no future yet. The only time that exists is now. 
So you can have that goal in your mind, but are you enjoying the path to your goal? That's yeah. what's going to sustain you. Is it going to be giving you things that allow you to feel energized on purpose, so on and so forth? So an indicator of that, what makes you happy and what excites you? Once you get those things down, what you notice within this sheet, this life mission algorithm sheet, mm -hmm. is you start seeing repeats from one to the other. Mm -hmm. Where you see the repeats from one area, starting with what do you do easily, then what kind of help do people ask you for commonly, then what kind of jobs you've had in the past, name three things that you're proud of and what makes you happy. When you start to see repeats, that's the area in which I pull in, take a look at the repeats, and then I pull in my intuition. The intuition is very, very interesting because I found out that a mechanism, per se, behind my intuition, this was really interesting, and I teach people this as well, is within Stephen Hawking's string theory, Dr. Hawking, remember the one in the wheelchair with the, the vibrating voice, okay, who recently passed, unfortunately, what a great genius. Within his string theory, he spoke of some interesting things about the universe and multiple universes. He had said, interestingly enough, initially, that it was his belief that there are eight parallel universes to ours, but his numbers never really zeroed out. Zeroing out is something that you want to happen within mathematics, especially in the area of physics or other mathematical equations. Never zeroed out until the final years of his life before, God bless, he passed. He actually, instead of putting eight in there, he put infinite in there as a number. And then all of his equations zeroed out. So wow. there are infinite parallel universes with infinite parallel timelines. And on a certain percentage of those infinite universes, you are there in one way, shape, or form different than you are here in this universe. So if we take a look at just you being in 1% of infinite parallel timelines, what's 1% of infinite? Infinite. Okay? So there are infinite permutations as well. What I found I was able to do is I was able to take a look and make an assessment of these infinite permutations, these infinite timelines, as to the actual types of jobs and careers that you had. And I pick the ones that have the most hits to them on that infinite amount of timelines that I can see. I apply that to the common and commonality between the different rows within this specific type of approach of the life mission algorithm. And we come up with some pretty interesting outcomes as it relates to a person's life mission. What's the average infinite timeline most people have? Average number? The average percentage, because yeah, even, percentage. even a half a percentage of infinite is still infinite, okay? <laughs> um, I see people at approximately, um, and I'm asking my guides about this one, okay, as an up-to-date, and it's 0.000327 percentage of the timelines is about average, so less than 1%. Oh, wow. But still, even that number times infinite is still infinite. This is all fascinating. It's interesting stuff. It's a, it's combining both intuition and quantum physics. And uh, when I was actually 39, I didn't know the mechanism of my abilities to be able to see people's futures, seize people's past lives, and help them with their life mission through intuition. I didn't know what the mechanism was until I started studying string theory at the age of 39. And when I did that, I said, oh my God, that's the mechanism. It was it, it's, it's very interesting. It is. That's so cool. And it's the same like with you. You found your purpose and you found your skill set and you used all of your intuition. And I guess you have some amazing abilities to create a career out of it is beautiful. 
It was interesting. I spent um, uh, 25 years lecturing on the subject of functional medicine for a company by the name of Metagenics. Mm -hmm. And even in going to doctor's offices, I would use my abilities in this way. Many times I would ask a doctor to not uh, uh, usurp or to have problems with HIPAA law to take a file, any file, put it face down so I couldn't see the name of it. Mm -hmm. And then I would tell um, him where the, him or her, where the imbalances were, um, where the likely uh, likelihood of basic lab tests are, and what some of the remedies that can be used um, just by looking at the folder without looking inside. Um, and my hit rate was very, very high. I became well known for that. And a lot of doctors asked me to do that. Wow. Those special abilities that you have. <laughs> well, everybody's good at something. I'm good at those things. You hear this word empath. Yeah, yeah. So are you an empath? And can you explain what an empath is? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we look at the word in the general population as empathy, okay? Yeah. But um, being an empath, I, I mean, um, I interviewed, oh, what is her name? She wrote the um, uh, the uh, Empath Survival Guide. I'll remember her name in a moment. Um, but uh, I interviewed her on my radio show on KABC. Mm -hmm. um, and most people look at high empaths, which I am, um, as an unfortunate curse, one might say, because when they're around lots of other people, they feel the yuckiness of other people. They are empathetic, but they are an empath, which means the information comes from others and goes to them. One of the interesting aspects of this, though, is it is a practice that I teach my clients about empathy, uh -huh. which takes the weight of empathy off of them and invigorates them. So this is called divine witness. So should I share this with your audience? Please, yes. There we go for all you empaths out there, for all you people who found yourself in a group of people or uh, just seeming to attach energy vampires to you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and they're out there. Um, what instead of the information coming from another person to you, think of it as a highway where cars are coming to you delivering messages to you. And you take all comers, okay? Because an empath deep down in their soul, they just want to help. So they're willing to like literally fall on the knife to help. So the information comes to them and they take it on. Their conscious mind is not so much like that. The subconscious mind is where it happens. So you receive this and it's literally like you're a sponge picking dirt off the floor. Now, let's take that, that road of information, that highway of information that's going from another person to you, okay, and let's reverse it. But let's get fed by something that is so divine and filled with love. Mm -hmm. I tell my clients, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to figure out out of these four environments I'm going to tell you, I'd like you to tell me which one of these environments inspires you, makes you feel at home, makes you feel love, and makes you feel warm. And I give them four different environments. The first environment is a beautiful, magical forest, like the, even the one you would see in like Lord of the Rings or you would see in Harry Potter. And it's beautiful and green in there. It's almost like a magical forest that you would see out of the days of, of you know, uh, uh, the round table and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. That's the first one. The second one is a beautiful desert. It just goes on forever. And it's just a cool breeze coming off the desert. And it's all sorts of beautiful cactuses with flowers in there. The third one is looking up at a mountain, a beautiful snow-topped mountain, let's say a 5,000-foot-tall mountain, and just looking at this massive, strong mountain. And the last one is the ocean with beautiful aquamarine waves coming over a beach of perfect white sand, just feeling all of the life within the ocean. 
So when you pick the one, what which would be yours, Liz, where you feel powerful and strong and heard and 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 loved? Which would be the number one? I would say the mountains. The mountains. There we go. You know, it's an interesting point about the mountains. Just to get off the point for a quarter second here, <laughs> individuals who are very spiritual would go to the top of the mountain to experience <laughs> it. Okay, so yeah. that is a power move on your part. I would expect nothing less from the gutsy babe. Um, <laughs> so with that in mind, you should imagine behind you a beautiful snow-capped majestic mountain. Mm-hmm. All right. And then with every breath you think you take, think that think it's maybe like 100 yards behind you. With every breath, the mountain is sending you its energy, a beautiful energy, a beautiful blue energy is coming from the mountain and it's being sent right into your heart through your back. With every breath you take, it fills up more and more in your heart, that feeling of strength, that feeling of power, filling up your heart. And with another breath, it fills it up totally your heart. Now it's got no place to go except for rise up your throat. Again, it's being fed by the mountain behind you, rising up your throat into your head. Feel that light blue energy in your head. And as you open up your eyes, imagine looking into that other person's eyes, sending those blue beams of light of strength, of power, of confidence into them, into their mind, down their throat and into their heart. And when it reaches their heart, I want you to imagine a beautiful fireplace being lit in the heart. And that beautiful fireplace, as you easily light it through the flames in the fireplace, you can see that other person living their life purpose with joy, invigoration, bliss. So you're being fed by the mountain behind you. It fills you up with that love. And as you give it to the other person, it makes them feel seen. You are no longer a dirty sponge, okay? You are a giver of light and purpose. So that's how I I help with empaths. Um, And um, uh, Judith Orloff was the actual medical doctor who wrote that book. I highly recommend it. It's called um, uh, Empath Survival Guide. So that's, that's a great piece, but I would also do the uh, divine witness. And if anybody wants to be able to uh, book a section with me, I actually bring you through the process more personally. Wow. I felt that. That was beautiful. Thank you. Isn't that fun stuff? It is. And I've been told that I'm an empath. Oh, you definitely are empath. I, I, I known it forward and backwards the moment I met you. (laughs) Recently, someone said, uh, is it a Hayuku or I can't recall. It's Mm -hmm. a, a tribal name someone mentioned. Oh, how interesting. And it was like one of the higher levels, the highest level. Mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, was- another thing, another site of an emp- a true empath is uh-huh. that is not just playing with their empathy, but ready to take it on is the sweetness of the individual. And you, like you had mentioned to me before many times, you know, people used to come up with me and come up to me from, you know, my uh, high school reunions. And the one thing I always remembered was how sweet I was with them, how kind I was with them. That's also another sign of an individual who's ready to be able to do that type of work. Remember, when it comes to being an empath, you don't just have to take other people's crap. You can also change it around and move energy any way you want to. And in this way, it's much more productive. And for an individual who's been an empath their entire life, mm-hmm. many times it can feel like a weight off their back because now instead of taking on other people's issues, mm-hmm. now you are seeing them, you're empowering them. And through the simple energetics of them, you're inspiring them. It's beautiful. I think you're right because I do hear that a lot from people that I've inspired them. Yeah, yeah. 
That brings me joy. There we go. And we want you to have joy. Not just be gutsy, but be happy too. (laughs) We want you to be the happy babe. (laughs) All right. Thank you for that, Adam. Besides working with you, how can people better understand their lives, their life purpose? Ah, there we go. So, you know, the thing is life purpose is just one part of it. I could stand there and I could go to you. You should be um, uh, the owner of a chain of restaurants. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But and you'll stand there going, well, that's great. How do I get there? So it's a twofold situation. The first part is seeing what utilizes all of your gifts, whether they be, you know, divine uh, tool bag gifts, all the way to the other things you've done in your life. And then the second part of it is taking a look at other parallel timelines for the person that they're in, where they do understand that this is their mission and how they got from where you are in this lifetime right now to where they ended up. So I can look for best practices and ways to be able to look forward in regards to looking at your parallel timelines and parallel universes and utilizing the infinite parallel timeline system that you're in, mm-hmm. almost like a person would utilize a Google search with the internet. Mm-hmm. I look up parallel timelines where this is the, the mission. Can you show me how they got there? And I almost literally put it into a computer inside my mind, and it pulls out the parallel timelines in which that is best represented. And I just basically tell people how you do it. Many people will say to me something which is sort of funny. They'll say, wow, that sounds like something that I would do, like the recommendation I give. I said, yeah, it is. It's just another timeline you're in. It's sort of funny that way. So that that is, is the two-pronged situation. The first prong is to be able to literally take and to be able to figure out what, using the algorithm and using my intuitive abilities, what your purpose is. But purpose without path towards the purpose can oftentimes be hollow. So I help with the path towards the purpose. And also I have a great deal of background in regards to individuals promoting themselves, um, writing books, podcasts, whatever it takes to be able to get a person down that path quicker, more efficiently, and to affect the world in a greater fashion. That's beautiful. Yeah. Fun stuff. It is. It is. (laughs) So after a person learns their true life purpose, what do they do then? Yeah, and well, how can they integrate this into their life and begin living the life of their dreams? Okay, so this is real important here. Yeah. And it's a real important to remember this one. Everything that keeps you from your life purpose is located between your left ear and your right ear. It's all inside your mind. Yeah. Your beliefs keep you from attending to it because your beliefs will keep you doing things that you've done in the past, not new things. It's based upon all the different habits and all the different programming that's inside of you. We want you to be able to move in a different direction here. So what you're really trying to do is you're trying to be as clean and as specific and as transparent a version of yourself as possible. There are two things that stand in your way. And I, I do hypnosis work with my clients to be able to get rid of those. And I give them homework as well. The first thing that stands in your way from being yourself is adaptation. You know, we all try to get along. We do. So we're willing to adapt, but many times we're willing to adapt to something that is not truly our strong points, our divine toolkit. It's truly not who we are. We adapt many times to the mediocrity of the world around us. Mm -hmm. So understanding where your thoughts and beliefs come from. An example of being able to do that is to write down on a sheet what you want out of life and then pull off of that sheet what items did not come from your own teaching? 
okay? Your own wisdom. It's just like, I want to be a, a very powerful lawyer, okay? Great. Who first told you that? My mom, okay? What did you want to be before your mom told you that? Oh, I wanted to be a psychologist. Really? Okay. So let's look at that. So the bottom line is putting down a list and then picking out of that list of the things that you want out of your life, the achievements you want, which ones of those came directly from you or which ones were influenced by others, okay? They're influenced by others. You're adapting to the needs of other people as it relates to your life. The second thing besides adaptation is reaction. Oh my God. Have you ever seen like two really, really smart people get into a personal argument with each other and it looks like their IQ is like taking a dive as they go further on with it? It's like, dude, I know you're smart. Why did you say that to that person about, you know, about their looks or something silly? You know what I mean? <laughs> so when it comes to reaction, really, you know, there's one thing I learned and this is a, uh, an adaptation of a, a Buddhist piece of wisdom. Mm -hmm. which is that when you feel like reacting to something in the world around you, let's say it makes making a statement, mm -hmm. okay? That is most usually not the most effective way to make change in the world. And it will end up many times, instead of you taking and making a statement out to the world, you'll suppress it, keep it inside you, and it forms a problem like I'm not expressing myself. When it comes down to it, where you feel like you want to make a statement to a reaction, replace it with a question. Once you start asking questions about why a person acts a certain way, so on and so forth, then guess what happens? The statements, the need to be able to take and react becomes much less. Fill your life with questions where there used to be statements, and you will find a life free of hunting for injustice, a life free of sticking your nose into areas that it's not going to help you. Really asking questions helps with reducing reactivity. Also peace. Peace, man. Oh, it, it, you know, do you know what the funny thing is? There are a lot of people out there willing to sell their soul for peace. And, uh, you know, it never ends that well. Okay. And you might want to ask just the people listening right now, do I Am I willing to take a hit just for peace? That may not be something you want to do. Maybe something like you're standing there going, you know, something I'd rather not argue right now. I'm just going to give in. Don't mm -hmm. give in. Mm -hmm. It's important that you express what your needs are to the world, especially to the people that you love and that love you. So I, I do a lot of couples counseling as well. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line is there's too many people who just don't want to argue and want to put it off but they're putting it off to the point in which they explode and have passive aggressive activities. So when it comes to peace, it's a beautiful thing, but don't give up too much for it. So it does. It starts with the mind mm -hmm. and self-love. I think that's crucial. Yeah. And the self-love also includes self-value. How much are you worth? Mm -hmm. If you self-value yourself and you stand there with a positive attitude, looking at what you want in the world, not what other people told you you want, mm -hmm. then you'll probably do pretty well. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like Michael Jackson's song, I'll yeah. start man in the mirror. <laughs> totally. It's interesting. Michael Jackson also brings up another point, which is a meme that I put out there in social media to my, my followers. And um, it basically says, hey, when you can't fit in, maybe it's time to lead. 
Yes, I love that. You know, and Michael Jackson was a perfect example of that. I mean, literally, if we were to take a look at his personal life, even if there was no, you know, hanky panky stuff like a lot of people think. Right. He was out of the ordinary. Yes, he, he, was. he really didn't fit in. Not too many people have a farm which includes zebras and rides in their backyard. Okay. <laughs> and, and like hanging out with children uh, for whatever reason it was with him, he was different and he led, he was a leader in his field. So I ask all the people out there, you know, if you don't feel like you fit in, it doesn't mean you don't have purpose. Sometimes we mix those up. Maybe it's just time for you to lead in the area that your divine toolkit and all the actions of your life led you down that path to your life purpose. Yes, I love that. I hope <laughs> everyone listening really takes that to heart and goes out and leads. Leads, baby, <laughs> leads. Because, you, you know, the interesting point is you're more powerful as yourself. They, they talk about actors as like, oh, that actor did a great job. And then you find out later on that that's, the actor was just being themselves. Okay. Right. Nothing's more powerful than you in your purest form. That's why you were brought down here. I think everybody has a purpose. I'm an extreme believer in that. It's panned out many times in my life where I've been proven right on that one. But you have to be able to give your unique contribution. A unique contribution isn't fitting in. A unique contribution certainly isn't uh, reacting because you're not acting about who you truly are. You're just reacting from somebody else. Okay. Your unique contribution is understanding what I'm good at, what I like to do, what charges me up, what am I proud of? All of these different things are the way I want everybody out there to live their lives in the moment, in presence, in love. And speaking about being present as well, you know that according to psychologists, depending upon the which ones you look at in the studies, around 90% of the time, the average human being is not present. They're either Worrying about the future, like the boogeyman, you know what I mean? Someone knocking at the door, or they're feeling bad about the past. So 90% of the time they're doing that, they only have 10% of their time here in the present. So let's just take a look at life, pur life purpose from that perspective. If you only have eight out of 80 years here, how hard is it going to be to be able to fulfill your life purpose in this lifetime? I'd say it'd be pretty hard. So presence is an important thing that I teach people. In my first book, Seeing the Angel in the Mirror, available on Amazon for 1111. Okay. Shameless <laughs> plug, I know. Um, Great number. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Seeing the Angel in the Mirror. So in the book, I actually helped people with an algorithmic approach to be able to become much more present. We tested them beforehand, before they even started in with the actual approach, um, and then we, uh, as it relates to their happiness, their bliss, their confidence in their life, so on and so forth. And then after just week of using, one week of using this technique, we tested them afterwards. Their numbers on average were four times happier, four times more blissful, four times more confident. And we also saw within the way it was set out, they were four times more present. So instead of only being present 10% of the time, they were present 40% of the time. Imagine living a life like that, living a life in purpose and a life that is blissful because you're here in the only place that exists, the present. A great tool to help with being present is gratitude. Oh my goodness. You just nailed it, girl. <laughs> I, I try to be 
extremely grateful and I every morning say all the things that I'm grateful for and it helps me personally be in the present. Yeah. Good for you. That's dynamite. I think that's a wonderful thing to be able to do with individuals. You know, there's actually this gratitude meditation where you feel angels wings on your back. It's a guided meditation. Yeah. You did that with me um, like a month or two ago. And right, right. I still visualize and can feel my big fluffy wings. <laughs> there you go. It's great. Hey, if anybody wants to, and they send a, to the Adam Harman show at gmail.com, send me a link to the gratitude meditation. I'll send that out at no cost too. I highly recommend all my listeners to check out and email Adam Harman show at gmail.com to get all of what he's offering for free. Uh, the gratitude uh, angel uh, prayer, is it? Or mm -hmm. it, it's just beautiful. It's, I call it the triangle because we focus on our feet and our heart. Right. But it allows you to be able to feel wings on your back. And it's so interesting. Some people actually respond to it like, it felt like something was on my back before, but I didn't realize it was angel wings. Yeah. It sort of brings back memories from the past from them, which is just lovely. Yeah. I mean, I instantly just started sitting up straighter as we were talking about it. There you go. <laughs> so Adam, this has been beautiful and so enlightening. And it's so in line with personally, my purpose of uh, the gutsy babe, right? I want people to, I want my, my, all my listeners to listen to their gut and lead with their gut and be gutsy in life. And there I you thank go. you for that. So Adam, how can people reach out to you and learn more? Uh, about you or your books or book a session with you even. All right. Well, they can actually reach out to me by contacting me on email or by texting me um, by phone. The email on that is once again, the Adam Harman, that's H-A-R-M-A-N show at gmail.com saying, I want to find out more or I want to book a session. Another way is to contact me directly by text. And that number is 310-999-7877. That's 310-999-7877. 787, excuse me, 7877. All righty. All right. Adam, thanks again for coming and sharing with our listeners today. This has been so beautiful and I thank you for your time. Well, it has been my pleasure. Folks, get out there, be gutsy. Let's make <laughs> your gut impressions important and then act on them. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of The Gutsy Babe. I'm your host, Liz Hall, wishing you a week filled with opportunities with love and ease. Is it hard to go when you're on the go? Well, you're not alone. Traveler's constipation affects millions daily. Don't let irregularity ruin your next trip. Try Travelies. It's specially formulated to keep you going on your next vacation or business trip. Unlike common over-the-counter therapies for constipation, Travelies is all-natural, doesn't produce cramping, and won't dehydrate you. Want to find out more? Go to easynaturalhealth.com. That's E-E-Z-E naturalhealth.com.